0: So many things have ruined my childhood So I go on like to bitch and cry It feels like all of Hollywood is up against me They even made Optimus fly New versions of what I grew up with Are being remade, rebooted and retried My adolescence is under attack now I think that a part of me has died Aliens, uh-huh uh-huh Predators, uh-uh, uh-huh. Marvel, uh-uh, DC, uh uh-huh. maybe it doesn't all quite stay. Okay, well, except maybe for that Jar Jar Binks. Could it be I've misunderstood? This podcast ruined my childhood.
1: Hello! And welcome to this podcast, Ruined My Childhood. My name is Eric Walensky. I am one of the hosts. Uh, With me, as always, is Phil Durasmo, except when he's not with me today. Uh, He's uh, still with us, of course, in that sense, Uh, but he is not in the studio. Uh, So today we have a special guest star with us. Uh, He's my good friend. He's the co-creator of the Cool Dads podcast. Uh, he's guested on the podcast, Everything, Anything, and Nothing, Really. You can hear him on SiriusXM and local stations in the St. Louis area. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Scott Hennessy.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy to talk about things that ruined my childhood.
1: Cool, right you are!
0: You are knowing it, brother! Stop encouraging this guy. Totally.
1: And I will be tackling the Rescue Rangers movie. ch 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 chip and dale. Rescue Rangers ch- chip and dale.
0: When How there's many... danger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of an earworm, that one. Right?
0: Yeah. Phil, oh yeah. That'll get in your head.
1: <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil is doing the editing for this episode. Phil, you hit us with the uh you hit us with the track there. There we go. Ch-ch-ch-chip and dale. Rangers, chip, chip. See, man, I'll be humming that all day. Yeah, you will. That's an okay. earworm. Uh, it's funny, though, that theme. I always thought, though, it was Ch-Ch-Ch-Chip and Dale. Rescue Rangers ch chip and Dale with a vengeance.
0: Really? Wow, that got dark. Is this is this <laughs> the multiverse?
1: It did get dark. But in doing the research for this, I was like, well, let me look at the lyrics. Because it's, it's a pretty good theme. And then I saw it's Ch-Ch-Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, ch Chi chippendale Where There's Danger.
0: So you're saying you thought it was with a vengeance until you were today years old. <laughs> until
1: I was this morning years old.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. So.
1: Because <laughs> back in the day, you know, I didn't have the internet to Google lyrics.
0: Right, right, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a lot lot better now, especially when you can you know freeze frame uh, all the uh, all the uh, cameos and Easter eggs, which conveniently enough is very helpful on this new movie.
1: It, it is. Uh, before we dig into the new movie, Scott, why don't you tell us uh, how did Chippendale Rescue Rangers come into your life?
0: The original. They came into my life uh, every afternoon on the Disney Afternoon. Uh, I was, I guess, right at that age where, you know, there was Gummy Bears, it was DuckTales, and it was Rescue Rangers, which I watched all three of those. I, you know, raced home to get my, or raced to get my homework done after school so I could watch, you know, the Disney, the Disney Afternoon. Darkwing Duck was a little bit later. I didn't really get into that, but but DuckTales and Chippendale, and you know, I watched every episode at the time. Uh, I went back to kind of prepare for the movie and watched a few episodes, you know, today in today's time, didn't remember anything. Like it was, you know, pretty forgettable Saturday morning, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Saturday morning stories. Um, Not a whole lot of depth, I don't think. Uh, But at the time it was, you know, perfect, perfect for where I was at that time.
1: Right. Yeah, I I agree. Although, uh, watching one of the intros to just hear the original theme again I I remember thinking as a kid and even now as an adult I love the one part where they swing on the rope and it's like it fits the music just perfectly like mm-hmm. the way the music kind of swells and they're swooping in and it just kind of see there it is again now it's in my head can you hear it are you hearing it too I I can actually hear it. Now I'm hearing it again. ch ch chip and Dale. It's just, it won't go away, but it's so good. Um Anything else with Chip and Dale for you, Scott? I mean, obviously, Chip and Dale have been around forever before the Rescue Rangers. Any other Chip and Dale memories?
0: Yeah, I mean, I always watched the Chip and Dale shorts. I loved, there was a short, I think, from the 60s or 50s where they, they are both fighting over Clarice, you know, the 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 lounge singer. Um, and that's, you know, that's pretty much their personality. I think, uh, their personalities, you know, are pretty consistent even with this show, uh, and, and Rescue Rangers, the, you know, the conceit was that they were, you know, solving crimes, um, but they still, you know, had the, had the same character traits, uh, with, between the two of them. Chip was, you know, more organized and, and more down to earth and, and Dale was kind of out there. Mm-hmm. Now, Monterey Jack, I remembered him. I forgot his name, um, but I just watching the episodes really brought me back. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> that terrible Australian accent. Uh, <laughs> gadget, gadget. I mean, I'm I'm sure she was my first like cartoon crush. <laughs> well, probably probably my last. I won't admit that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you still crushing on cartoons? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no. And then uh, and then zipper, zipper. It surprised me at how insignificant he was. He really wasn't (laughs) uh, well-written in the original show. It is a weird pairing, right?
1: Two mice, two chipmunks, and a fly? (laughs) And a fly. (laughs) Like,
0: because that makes sense? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that makes as much sense as they all solve crimes. Well, that's true.
1: Somebody had to fly, though, right? And, And like without it being like a bird i mean what else were you going to do that's like their size
0: yeah yeah they need they needed a character that could you know reach things that are they're they're short they're they have the limitations so they needed something that uh, a plot convenience that could get them to reach things that are up high or, or access things that you know maybe fly through a keyhole in the lock or something right
1: Well, my experience with the rescue rangers, same as you. I loved uh, the Ducktales, the Rescue Rangers. Um, I uh, I didn't get into Darkwing Duck either. You're right; that kind of came along just a little bit later, just a little too much later. And
0: uh, but but yeah, I love. What was the other one with the Jungle Book people? Oh, I I know Gummy Bears. There was gargoyles. Um, I don't remember the Jungle Book people. Yeah, they had another Disney.
1: Blue was a pilot.
0: Oh, Tailspin, yes. Tailspin, Tailspin, Tailspin. yes.
1: Yeah. Tailspin.
0: People listening I... are screaming at their phones right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> They're going bananas. <laughs> Phil would have known that one. Would you have known that one, Phil?
0: Launchpad McQuack? phil
1: (laughs) i'm here shouting at my computer while i'm editing it's tailspin you idiots phil knew that one well (laughs) i knew knew launchpad right everybody knew launchpad from ducktales that was the flagship right you know nothing i don't i think chippendales was good but i don't think anything beat
0: beat ducktales really right uh ducktales was definitely the jam yeah that was that was the ultimate i think the whole disney afternoon built up to ducktales and and you know what I had read was that uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, it was only 65 episodes. And depending how you look, IMDb splits it into seasons. Disney, uh, Disney Plus puts it all as one big season of 65 episodes. But apparently 65 was the number that, that studios thought it's the minimum to get uh, in syndication. And they just wanted to hit that number, get into syndication, because they thought that was the only mm. way to get a cartoon. That makes sense. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh but I was big yeah, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was fun uh and DuckTales. The other ones, you know, I'd watch. And I did like the character crossover, but um I kind of always wanted like just a little more crossover, like cuz those were always fun like when other properties would do that and you didn't see it a lot and when you did, it always made me feel like I was watching a larger universe.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh I did do a little bit of uh research on that and Chippendale were in DuckTales apparently twice in some episode they were actually part of some group called Fowl hmm. like an acronym FOWL F O W L right. and they were actually experiments that were in a lab and then uh uh I think launchpad or Gizmo Duck one or the other like busted the whole thing up and they escaped and then I guess they also appeared in the final episode of Ducktales,
0: uh, an episode called "The Last Adventure." I don't. I remember that it was at and... the at the after credits. Uh, you see Samuel Jackson; uh, he brings it all together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, that was kind of neat, you know. So because like when Launchpad was in in Tailspin, and then he was in, you know the. Ducktales and all that stuff. It was. It's just fun. You know, neat little Disney
0: universe. Yeah. Right, but, right, right. It was. It was the beginnings of of Marvel's multiverse for for our Disney afternoon. It was getting us ready. It was. It was the long con. It really was. Exactly.
1: Now, see that being said, with my like wanting like little crossovers back then, the movie that is the new Rescue Rangers just blows my mind with how many as you put it easter eggs are hidden through this entire movie to the point i found it honestly distracting
0: it it was definitely distracting so i watched it with uh with my wife and kids i knew there were easter eggs i said there's going to be a lot of you know a lot of characters in the backgrounds and stuff it was way more distracting than uh, i even i anticipated Remind me a lot of uh, Roger Rabbit, but back in the day, watching Roger Rabbit the first time, it's playing in real time in a theater. We couldn't pause it. It's just like, oh, did you did you see Claire Cow? Oh, did you see her in the background? With this, you know, my son immediately was like, pause. Okay, I need to see everything in this scene. I'm like, just, you can watch it anytime you want. Let's Our first viewing, let's just let it roll. Let's just, you know, watch it as, uh, let the story <laughs> unfold as it's supposed to. And then you can go back and, you know, <laughs> screenshot Son, you
1: live in a world where you can pause movies, yeah. not like your father, so right. we're right. going to do this dad's way first, <laughs> and then you can do whatever you want.
0: So, yeah, I, I agree it was distracting in the beginning, but I found that it really kind of, you know, once once I kind of, okay, this is this is the style of it, uh, I was able to just kind of, okay, wash over me, and, oh, I know that's somebody, oh, I do recognize that person, but still you know, fully involved in the story. Uh, did that happen to you or did you just get too distracted uh, throughout?
1: Well, it's so funny because you already, you already hit, hit it right on the nose what I exactly said. So Liz and I sat down to watch this and it was kind of late. And I'm like, oh, an hour and a half. I got an hour and a half in me, but I didn't realize like it was a long day and <laughs> the couch was just so comfy. I watched probably the first 20 minutes and then I was out and then i woke up for what i thought was like the majority of the movie but really was just the very end and then i realized like holy smokes i missed a lot of this right. but liz fell asleep through the entire thing and as we're getting up and she turned to me she goes how how was it and i said it's a new who frame roger rabbit for today's yeah. audiences yeah really and is. and that's that's how i felt it's like it was just so many reference 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 and you know, Easter egg and, and Phil and I've done a podcast on ready player one. I didn't really like ready player one because of the incessant, you know, well, I mean, I did not like it for some of the story elements too, but the incessant Easter egg pop-up character things in the background, I didn't find that any of it enhanced anything except for, like you said, to be like, Ooh, I'm gonna have to go back and pause that and see who that was. Right but does that count as like a like on Facebook? If you go back and pause it twice or something, I don't know. Like where does that benefit anybody that people are sitting at home with the DVD going back and forth? Or is that why the DVD sales so people can buy the DVD and pause the stuff at home?
0: Uh, maybe I, I, I think that, you know, they definitely front loaded it. I feel like most of those Easter eggs were at the beginning. There's a school scene when they're in a the classroom, there's a couple of crowd scenes, uh, I feel like it it leveled out in the you know once you got past the first third. It
1: um, did, but it didn't because
0: there, there was still good stuff to find. You know, you don't want it to disappear because then you feel like, you know, they didn't really do their homework, but I felt like or maybe it was just me getting used to the style. Like I haven't watched it a second time. Um but I like the the references or the or the homages that are you know less more broad and less specific. Like if you're watching it's like, "Oh, there's Oh, what's his name from South Park the guy and it's and Stan. it's gone, yeah, yeah, and it's gone right so what you're thinking about trying to narrow down that uh I like the ones that are more broad, like the fact that they had so many different animation styles, right there was two d they had three d Pixar style, they had claymation they had uh, a reference to uncanny valley uh period of animation that we had there was Saturday morning cartoon style where it was really you know jolted like those are more okay, I, I get the joke. I see, you know, what's going on here. I see that it's, you know, an homage to this particular style that I got a real kick out of. I love seeing, I mean, they even had Muppets (laughs) or Muppets, knockoff Muppets.
1: They did the knockoff Muppets. They had the, the chef puppet thing. Yeah. And, and, and I pretty much, they had everything except, uh, I mean, they even had like the Gumby style of that detective. And then, uh, but they I did not notice and maybe you did but I don't think I saw anything like uh, team america style marionette types.
0: I'm sure there's got to be something in the background but yeah I I, haven't, I didn't I haven't notice seen that yet. anything. There like was a sock that. puppet, there was a sock puppet.
1: Uh where was that one? I think I missed that
0: one. That was in the beginning uh, uh I think he worked for the police force. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So So, yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially what this was. It was a tribute to all animation styles pretty much through time. Yeah. And uh, and that that was that in a concept was neat. um, But I just found it I found it very, very distracting. So so for real quick for the for the listeners at home, uh, and this is a part that Phil normally does. And I kind of jumped the gun on it. We just dove right on in. But uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know what Rescue Rangers is. I doubt you're here for a history lesson. But uh, for those of you who don't, briefly, Chippendale are detectives. They've got their uh, good buddies, uh, Gadget ShamWow, is it? (laughs) Or Gadget Goodwrench? Something like that. Hackwrench. and then, uh, and she's a mouse and then Monterey Jack, he's a mouse and he's got his, uh, his fly pal zipper and they, they solve crimes. And as the theme song, ah, I mentioned the theme song. There it is. There its
0: it yes. yes. Again.
1: Anyway, so they're just, they're just this, you know, little ragtag group of, uh, of, of chipmunks, mice and a, and a fly that, uh, solve crimes and. They interact with uh, humans a little bit. There's a human, a human villain, a couple of human villains. I think there's some, you know, uh, animal villains. They work with the police and stuff and they kind of leave them, you know, little clues and the police like do their real arresting. And that was the premise of the show. That was it. Just every week, a non-sequitur episode, nothing built. There was no long running story. Every episode was self-contained. Nobody really learned anything that they carried over. Their characters never really changed. They never really referenced anything.
0: From Perfect for syndication.
1: Episode. Perfect for syndication. And and that's what and that's where we started here. And then somewhere along the line, it's let's make a movie with it, because that's what we do with things. And I really I knew this was coming out. I was actually in California when they were doing some of the scenes for this. And I didn't even know it was coming out then. And and they said, we're doing Rescue Rangers. I was like, really? It's like, yeah, do you want to go You know, work on that set? And I was like, oh, wow, Rescue Rangers. And it's like, yeah, Andy Samberg's in it. I'm like, really? And, and, and John Mulroney's in it. And I'm like, really? Whoa, no way. I was like, that's really awesome. It's like, well, do you want to do it? I said, well what are my other options? And they named a couple other things to work on. And then somebody goes, Oh yeah, I heard they're doing the voices of Chip and Dale. I said, Oh, they're doing the voices. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they're not going to be on set. I'm choosing one. That's going to (laughs) have movie stars on it, but I could have actually been there the day they did all of that. Comic-Con stuff. Mm. The whole scene in the, in the comic-con. That was a cool sequence. The big chase. It was pretty neat. Uh, But again, Will Arnett wasn't going to be there. (laughs) Andy Samberg, no, no voice actors were going to be uh, at that. So I I passed.
0: I'll bet Seth Rogen would have just showed up just, just, just to show up. Not to cut you too
1: off, but I was there for one of the shoot days at the LA convention center for the uh, Comic-Con sequence. And it was really, really cool to see how they were shooting with the two quote unquote chipmunks running around, um, And all the booths were so cool. One thing that's funny of note is that there was no ugly Sonic booth. That was something that they put in last minute and they put it in in post to see if they could get away with it. If you notice during that scene, you can't really see anything else in the convention center. And that's because they added it all in with CGI. Because see, I I just heard they were in it and I thought they were like, gonna be like the Dave Seville to the... Uh-huh. You know, the Rescue Rangers, but I'm like, oh, they're voicing it. No, not going to that. I wanted to see them in person. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so the new so movie. now. So now the new movie where we're starting is Chip and Dale are actually just actors in Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And Gadget was an actress and Monterey Jack and Zipper were actors in this TV show. So we're picking up uh, at the beginning of the movie when Chip and Dale very first meet. And they meet at school. It's a storied career of friendship and being funny little guys. And they get into the movies and they get into TV and they have the show. Then Dale wants to bail. And then that's when the series is canceled. And now flash forward. to This was in 1990 the series is canceled flash forward to today and we pick up with them living their lives it's it's an interesting way
0: to approach this what do you think so i really like the concept i did i went in blind had no idea i just knew it was Chippendale. uh i was taken aback by the whole concept it blew my mind I'm like this is great because i didn't know how they would you know translate it because where do the rescue rangers fit in the chippendale universe anyway right they start off as mickey mouse shorts and then i always kind of wondered well wh- where do the rescue rangers come from like what's their backstory and so this made perfect sense like we don't have to explain any of that that was just a show they're working on you know they're hollywood actors and you know this is their story going forward i like that a lot i liked that you know it was, it was the classic trope of, you know, we're getting the gang back together, but I thought it was done funny. Um, I don't know. I would have been disappointed if it was just them being the rescue rangers, because I, I feel like it would have felt like, you know, Indiana Jones 6, just, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's a stretch. Or maybe it would have felt like, you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks, which which I'm not really a fan of those. I thought this was a great way to bring, bring this together, bring it to modern style, um, Uh, you're very quiet. So I think you disagree. Oh no, I'm just letting you talk. (laughs) Um, well, what, what did you think? Did you buy into it? Did you, did you like the idea of this? Well, I did and I didn't. So like I said, I
1: fell asleep the first time. And so I rewatched the whole thing. So I could really obviously have seen the movie so I could do this podcast and, uh, and, and I realized I did kind of wake up at parts and go, oh, yeah, I remember this part now. Oh, wow, this is, I don't remember at all. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so I I at first was like, oh, OK, so so really Rescue Rangers never happened. And and I'm I'm guessing I'm only guessing here that somebody overthought, well, wait a minute. If we just do Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers as like uh, for the big screen as it was, Chip and Dale have to talk like Chip and Dale. Right. And then we're stuck because we want to put some big names in this. Well, how do we all of a sudden explain that Chip sounds like Andy Samberg and or Chip sounds like uh, John Mulroney and. And Andy Samberg sounds like Dale. How do we explain that? Well, what if they were actors and they just did voices? And okay, well, then how do we explain that they're detectives and actually have intuition on how to solve crimes? Well, we don't. We won't explain that at all. (laughs) Right.
0: So so you're touching on a question I want to ask you. What did you think about having John Mulaney and Andy Samberg voicing the chipmunks? Did that seem weird to you?
1: I keep saying Mulroney. It's Mulaney.
0: John Mulaney. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: too much to edit. Phil, just let that roll. Just whoops, I'm an idiot. (laughs) I keep saying Mulroney. Where does that come from? Just say,
0: do a clean Mulaney, and he can edit that in every time you said Mulroney. Just Mulaney, Mulaney. You got it. Chip and and Dale. Dale. There it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Jeez, John Mulaney. (laughs) I think you're avoiding the question. Oh, (laughs) did you, was it weird to have those modern voices that are very recognizable voices coming out of Chip and Dale who are, you know, we're used to the high pitched, uh, uh, fast forwarded sound. I actually really liked it because
1: I picture John Mulaney, like in real life, like being Chip. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I feel like, like if I were to meet John Mulaney on the street, like he would be like Chip's attitude. Like I just, I get, because he said before uh, in interviews, like when he does his comedy and it's that real cool style and it's that neat way of talking and everything, he goes, that is an act. That is not me. That is not Uh me on stage. So I'm picturing in real life, he's more like Chip. Like, I think that would be neat, you know, because I I loved, I loved his, because his delivery was great on, on all the, uh, just the, the, you know, basically the straight man, you know. Mm-hmm. the the you know the the grumpy odd couple guy he uh he had that <laughs> like I love when he leaves Monterey Jack's apartment and he's like see ya Monty and Dale you were here too like <laughs>
0: it was very like, in character
1: that's how I want to leave rooms now when I'm saying goodbye to people I just want to like say goodbye to everybody and then pick one person and go and you were here too But I liked it. And I thought Andy Sandberg was great as Dale. I thought that was really, really fun. I just, part of me was wanting rescue rangers on the big screen, not, you know, and maybe it's the kid who loved the old cartoon Uh and the adult who doesn't like the Ready Player One concept. And I'm like, oh, man. So I had mixed feelings watching it. I didn't really smile. I didn't giggle or laugh at anything. Um, I appreciated. I just, uh, I loved Will Arnett as Sneaky Pete. Yeah. Or Stinky Pete. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he was great. That was really funny.
0: Yeah. So um, I think the voices, I was really hesitant going into it. Uh, you know, cause Chip and Dale sound like Chip and Dale, but I went back and watched an episode of rescue Rangers, the original, and those high pitched voices are pretty irritating. <laughs> I mean, it's a 23 minute short and I had to put on the subtitles just to understand what they're saying. I-, I think a full length feature movie would have been, I-, I, w- I would have checked out. So I like how they explained it. I liked how they, you know, and, I mean, the the voice casting was perfect, right? Like you mentioned, John Mulaney, Andy Sandberg, they are Chippendale. They're they're just like the characters. Um, but I also liked that there was a part where they're arguing back and forth, and they slip into the the classic Chippendale yes, voices, yeah. and those were actually voiced by the original voice actors, Trust McNeil and and Corey Burton, which I thought was great. I'm glad they you know a little fan service. Um, I thought that was a cool little touch. Yeah.
1: I agree. And, and just, you know, cause Phil and I will touch on this, you know, from time to time. Um, it's, it's always interesting how you approach the, the reboot, the requel, the sequel, the, whatever you want to even call this. I wouldn't even say this is a reboot. I would just say, it's just a thing really. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to classify it really. Um, except I guess it, it would technically be a reboot because it is kind of changing what the original was. The original wasn't they were actors in a cartoon. They were just what they were. Um, so it's always interesting how you approach it because even knowing ahead of time that Mulaney and Sandberg uh, were the voices, I wasn't thinking, well, how are they going to explain that if they don't sound like the chipmunks? I was just going to accept that that's just how they sound in this. So when you talk about like what are you willing to believe, what you know, kind of rubs you the wrong way, and all that stuff, um, I I would have been okay with just a straight like the old TV series Chippendale, but just with them doing the voices. I think I would have bought that and just been like, that's fine with me. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not saying what that what they did was bad. It just You know, except for the parts that I did say I didn't like, but otherwise. (laughs) So moving, moving through the, the plot, then um, Monterey Jack is, uh, is in trouble because he loves cheese and he's in debt to uh, Stinky Pete for a bunch of cheese. cheese Got a cheese addiction. And if you can't pay your debts, it turns out that uh, tunes start (laughs) disappearing and get being forced into... uh, into uh bootleg. bootleg
0: overseas bootleg yeah
1: roles and it's it's basically them but not them and uh and then <laughs> next thing you know after he tells chip and dale about it he goes missing and now chip and dale start piecing things together and and this is where their apparently detective acting skills kick in just like the way Mark Harmon from NCIS can solve crimes in real life because he's been a detective for so long on television. Right. I I guess that's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. You know, George Clooney, of course, besides still being an actor, he also will do surgeries because of all his time on ER. Only on the weekends, though, to fill in. (laughs) Fill in for holidays. So I, I kind of referenced this early on. It's like, okay, so you were actors on a TV show, but you can apparently detect like nobody's business and put two and two together and and just really you know solve the crime these two gum shoes
0: they're so, picking up the slack i want to go back to the uh the bootleg uh when what do they call it they're they're bootlegging them mm-hmm. i thought that was a very clever uh, uh bad guy plan i've never seen anything like that And, uh, and obviously they're trying to get a lot of cameos and Easter eggs in there that gave them opportunity to do tons of them when they show all the parts, all the, you know, there's like, I don't know, Mr. Peanuts hat and and Mickey Mouse's glove, like all in little bags. Um, (laughs) I thought that was very clever. I don't know if you saw that when they scroll by all the tools. Oh uh, yeah. There's a little tube of dip from Roger rabbit there. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I saw that. Yeah, but that, see, that the, brought a smile to my face. I thought that was a that was a fun that was a fun uh, villain tactic. But see, that goes back to my Ready Player Oneness of it, and also the overly
1: and and so now that we're at this part in the movie, this is where the overly meta ness of this movie kicked in for me, and i I just wasn't liking it. Uh, okay, well, like he's walking down the street, watching all of these mishmash movies now. Right. You know, the billboards for them and, you know, Batman versus E.T. and all that stuff. And Waze, ways,
0: like, ways the movie.
1: Yeah, it's like, what are we doing now? Are we now so meta that we're going to actually do a reboot where the characters realize they were the actors and they're just going to muddle through a world now where everything is, you know, meta upon meta and... It's it's mocking itself for making the movie. Like, I don't know if you noticed in the credits, the very end credits, they're like, Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, a success. Critics ask, who cares? Like, is that even a reference to itself? Like, again, like, who cares? Another reboot, you know? But then is that also sort of a slam, like, I, I'm reading way too much into this, on critics like sort of myself right now who's get way too deep into it, but it's a blockbuster success because it made a lot of money because people liked it and loved it. And they were like, wow, it's a great movie. It was a lot of fun. But then the critics are the ones who go, eh. but it's sort of like saying, ha ha to the critics doesn't matter. We were a success. We don't care if we just mock ourselves through the whole movie talking about Like, how many times Dale must have mentioned, like, they want a reboot. They want a reboot. Nobody wants that. Oh, they have a Facebook fan page. You know, (laughs) they don't just give those to anybody. (laughs) That was Like, I I mean, it's it's like, I don't know. What do you think about that in today's movie-watching experience?
0: I think that has a lot to do with the director, Akiva Schaefer. You know, he's done a lot of stuff that I think is funny, but it's very random, like, Think about Hot Rod. Think about Bash Brothers. I think he's just developed a thick skin that you know not. It's not everybody's cup of tea. I think this is his most mainstream. Probably will be his most successful movie yet. Um, but he's very self deprecating. Um, you know he he comes from Saturday Night Live. He's he's on the digital shorts. Um, this was his uh, this was his chip in a box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now um, that's in my head. Jeez. <laughs>
0: It's another earworm. <laughs> you
1: don't have to play that one, Phil. That's okay.
0: I think we can't get the rights for that.
1: <laughs> we don't care. Sue us. No, <laughs> don't, please. Don't sue us. I um, mean,
0: the fact that he he made, you know, unlikable character like Ugly Sonic is, you know, a laughingstock, you know, People, fans. I don't. I don't know if any critics have anything to say about it. But he became a main character in this movie, a character that had just been you know disregarded right. and tossed aside. Uh, I kind of like that. It kind of feels like you know this is the, this is the uh, the troop of of you know the island of misfit toys, uh, as it were. I mean, you you get MC Scat Cat and Paul Abdul <laughs> in, like, in their roles like that's they're, they're hitting know. everybody
1: again. Just too much for me. And I noticed them and I'm like, oh, man, like it, it, they just hit so many right off the bat. Like there, are Woody Woodpecker's in it. Do you remember where Woody Woodpecker is? No, no. This is, again, how just maybe intensely I was watching or and conversely distracted by when the polar bear bursts out of the convention center when he's looking for Dale. He's already mm-hmm. got chip in the bag. And he looks around and he looks left and he looks right. And real quick, Woody Woodpecker's crossing the street. Huh. And I was like,
0: what in the that's, world? Like that's, That should have been the Roadrunner.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did sense. not, you know, go back and pause it and look. But right, I, right. I recognized the pluma hair and he had the blue on. And anyway, and, and it's far enough in the background and it's such a quick glancing scene but even my brain went Woody Woodpecker and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want that part of my brain scanning every scene for yeah. those things. You know what I mean? I want to shut that part off and enjoy the film. Um, so which,
0: I, yeah. I still enjoyed it. I like that. I mean, I like doing escape rooms. I know you do too. To me, that's just kind of like finding all the breadcrumbs that are scattered around there. Like there's not much to the story. Like the, the story is really a Saturday morning cartoon style. It's (laughs) these two guys go to this one place and they're doing this bad thing. That's it. So to me, there's not much story to get distracted from. Uh, I, I found it like a treasure hunt and, and, and I don't mind ready player one, same thing. Um, You know, that was just a game. You're, you're trying to find the egg or or whatever MacGuffin it was, but the fun was seeing, you know, all the, all the seventies and eighties pop culture. Um, I admit it can be distracting, but, but I was prepared for that. I I knew that's what we were getting into. I mean, I love Roger Rabbit for that, you know, back when I was a kid, just pause it and watch, you know, look in the backgrounds. Who, who's that? Oh, these are from the thirties. I don't know who these characters are, but it made me want to find out about them.
1: Yeah. I, I just, again, that, that, that kind of insert the Easter eggs kind of mentality in a movie and, and then again, the overly meta concept of, you know, we're winking at the audience and hopefully the audience is winking back and and going for this. But I just, I don't know what to think when movies are now referencing the fact that everything is a reboot or a remake now. Like, I almost feel like I'd prefer Hollywood not acknowledge that they're doing it and just do it. And I'll still eat it. But like, if you're going to start telling me like what's in the sauce that I'm eating, I'm going to be like, I don't want it now. I was fine if you just fed it to me. But now that you're like mocking it and making fun of it, why am I going to keep eating this stuff? That's, that's the sort of how I felt like through the whole experience of this film, it made me think about film and what, where cinema is kind of at with things now. I mean, like the two biggest blockbusters this summer are are the Top Gun, Maverick, and and a Jurassic Park sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like it's we're we're going back in time for these things. And and I know that, you know, movies have been remade over and over. And I brought this up to Liz. She brought up an interesting point. She in no way compared Chippendale to Shakespeare, but she did say back in olden times people would do Shakespeare over and over and we're still doing it now but with just different people playing the different parts and that's the intriguing part to see who can do Hamlet one way or Hamlet another way etc etc so I guess in that respect is that where we're at in cinema that we're just going to keep pulling all these old things out
0: oh absolutely (laughs) I mean there's no slowing down I mean just just look at your library of, of episodes in this this podcast, Ruined My Childhood. <laughs> That's literally well, what we're talking about. I know, I know. Yeah. But
1: I guess this is the first movie that really made me sit back and think, do I like
0: that now? What are we doing here? Kinda. Kinda. So you should change the name of this podcast to Eric Ruins Everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I mean, and I don't know if Chippendale was trying to make me think this hard about it. but Definitely
0: not. No. no but, definitely
1: I, not. but I, but but it's what it inspired in me. Um, it, it's just to think about, like, just the way things are being done now. Anyway, so the rest of the movie, real quick, and, you know, we can always circle back to this. I'm sure I'm going to. Uh, they work with the police. They have a, uh, a, a Gumby-like detective. Um, who is, uh, or the chief, or whatever he is. And then they have a real human who's a big fan of Chippendale. And uh, she's kind of painted to be the red herring in all of this. And uh, they, they decide they've got to track down Stinky Pete, who is actually old Peter Pan, who grew up. And uh, he's like a New York dock worker, voiced by Will Arnett. And uh, as I said earlier, I thought he was really funny. He, he did have some good lines. I could listen to Will Arnett pretty much voice anything though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love his acting. His, he's just got the coolest voice. You know, of course he's Lego Batman. <laughs> um, I just, there's a funny skit where, um, where uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Henry Cavill are at the, it, it's, it's a, Parody from the Jimmy uh, Jimmy Kimmel show, and and they're they're growling at him. He's, he's growling at him. He's Batman, and and Superman's giving them Superman looks. And everybody at the party knows that they're Superman and Batman, and they're trying to be in disguise. And then Will Arnett walks up, and they're like, "Who are you?" And he goes, "I'm Batman." And they're like, "No, you're not." He goes, "Well, I'm Lego Batman." And they're like, "Nope." <laughs> and they're like, nobody cares. And then he kind of lowers his head and kind of slinks off, and he goes. Ask your kids if they care. <laughs> I'm like that's that's a good line. Anyway, uh, but Will Arnett, friggin' hysterical. Uh, he did have some funny lines. I grudgingly had to admit, even though they're you know kind of pulling from pop culture, but uh, you know you're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it.
0: <laughs> yeah men's warehouse yeah
1: men's warehouse you're never gonna get away with this that men's <laughs> warehouse line yeah, yeah i will i will <laughs> <laughs> and then he does the peter pan crow yes
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> <Ka-ka-ka>. yeah <laughs> uh, so funny there was a moment when when seth rogan uh he he voices a character in the uncanny valley but there's a moment in the Comic-Con, I believe, when every character he's played, or not every, but a lot of Seth voice, Rogan, yeah, a lot of characters Seth Rogen is voiced for, all appear in the same scene. And I was dying. It was hilarious. Um, and it just made me wish that they had gotten uh, one of the food items from Sausage Party in there. I know that's not really their audience, <laughs> but it would have been perfect because I believe he voiced a character in that as well. <laughs> just to add another one on top of all those. In some ways I appreciated what they did. In other ways,
1: it's just more of what I've been saying about the meta-ness that just I found distracting.
0: But Well there I go, I ruined it. You ruined it. So why don't you just <laughs> go back? Go back. You can do your, you know, Shakespeare uh, you know, with uh with Ugly Sonic and uh and zipper and gadget. and uh you'll be much happier (laughs) oh man um so yeah
1: so the movie then and see like you said scott does the plot matter not really we've really talked about what matters and that's what the movie is and it's the references and it's the the easter eggs and all of that but uh to finish the plot up they basically end up uh having to uh figure out where Monterey Jack is. They got to track down uh stinky Pete. They have this whole long elaborate scene in uh, a spa that I really felt like didn't need to be there or could have been written better. Uh, then they went to a comic con and uh, Pete is now obsessed. He needs to catch the Chippendale because uh, he really wants to make that reboot with them. And so he gets them turns out the chief of police is bad um, and then, uh, you know, Chip and Dale, they had kind of patched things up, but then they have another falling out and then, and this is probably the last problem I had with the movie really is then Dale, because Chip and their police friend are now captured by, uh, stinky Pete. And he's going to, uh, he's going to reboot Dale or Chip in his reboot machine. Yeah. Uh, Dale needs help. He goes to gadget And Zipper, who
0: apparently made babies. Mm -hmm. Voiced by Dennis Haysbert. I did
1: not need that. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think about seeing your first cartoon crush has now mated with a fly?
0: Well, it's funny because in the original show, <laughs> Chip and Dale are always flirting with her and always trying to, you know, win her hand or win her heart. Yeah, I get that. So it's funny that, you know, Zipper is the one that, you know, that, that she ends up with. Um, I mean, he's a fly. They have a zillion babies. I mean, that that makes sense, but... I think the roles are reversed, so I don't know that that really works.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I mean. This just made me feel all kinds of uji inside. When, when it's one thing if they just would have been a couple and like we yeah. saw them at home, but when right. all of those half fly, half mice things came flying out of the house, I was like, oh, now it's, you. It's
0: all about the merchandising. The merchandising. I'll think you've, of the plush. You've
1: either intentionally or unintentionally made me think about these two cartoon things that don't go together at all, and they made it.
0: Oh. And they made odd... It was, It's was like a game of cootie, right? You just all the random body parts can fit together into... Weird characters. Somewhere. Oh
1: my gosh I, I i did like the joke that yes Dennis Haysbert is is the voice of Zipper. So all this time on the TV show he's been like, meer, 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 meer. and now it turns out he's got the Allstate voice. Like that's that was funny. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. Yeah.
0: But apparently oh. Gadget is now in good hands.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or. Feelers. I don't know that flies have hands, <laughs> but that's yeah. a different show. Oh, that made me feel so oogie. Like just, eek. <laughs> what happened here? This doesn't make sense. Like you said, flies have a ton of babies. I mean, mice. I guess breed a lot too. Yeah, but...
0: mice. Mice breed a lot.
1: But how come? How come no mice things ran out of the house? How come it was just all fly things? Why couldn't it have been a, you know, some some mice with little fly wings too it was just all flies with mice features
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was just weird man (laughs) i can tell you thought about it way more than i did and i'm not judging that's fine (laughs) that's
1: what i told you man this movie made me think in ways like i didn't know i really want to but uh but i will say what was super cool is when he does go for them to them for help is when he's leaning there and, and gadget is working on the car and the sparks are flying off the car. Right. And, and Dale is staring up at her. And in the background, you hear the, the rescue Rangers theme, like all instrumental and bull Ah, there it is again. Dang it. You can't help but hear it. You can't help it. Um, but I really liked that scene. I thought that was pretty cool. And there were some other really cool scenes too. But that one stuck with me because just the way the theme was used. Because I think sometimes certain music can be underutilized in
0: some of these reboots, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, the, the song was iconic. And if you didn't get the song in the movie, that would be a, a big mess for sure. So it makes sense when they're getting back together.
1: Yeah. Well, it was in there quite a bit. There are there actually three or four different... Uh, places where they included it with like a different, you know, sort of uh intonation, I guess you'd say. Um, okay. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. But uh but that was my favorite use of
0: it. I thought that was super cool. Right. I think that was the most meaningful because it is actually the rescue rangers together, not just a flashback or right. you know, an instrumental callback. But see yeah, then the, that's the gang.
1: But then that's the thing too. Again, just not quite initially loving the concept of it is uh i wish we would have had more you know of the gang together instead you know monty was gone for most of the movie gadget we don't see till the very end and only for a little bit very briefly um and you know only zipper for a minute um i i would have liked to have seen but once i realized like oh they're not all together it it really wasn't Chippendale rescue Rangers it was just Chip and Dale and it was just right. I don't know that made me sad because I was like I Wanted to see the gang I was expecting like an Adventure and anyway but then yeah, That's I, what's I funny agree. too as I brought up Earlier and I said well okay so they're actors But now they're detectives well then Gadget though like flat Out just says when Dale Because they get into that Airship thing that they have uh-huh. It's like uh-huh. you actually have this And you know how to fly it and so, yeah, it turns out my character is just <laughs> like who I am in real life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was great.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so then why did we have to do this whole premise with Chip and Dale? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's all right. So then they end up at the factory where Chip and the police detective are being held. There's a great big battle and then the uh the the uh bootleg machine ends up uh bootlegging Stinky Pete and turns him into a version of Fat Cat, the yes. main big baddie from the original, um, except with a transformer leg, a uh uh Wreck it Ralph arm, mm-hmm. and
0: I don't know what that gun was from. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was like seven different characters all. Yeah, all, all mashed together. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a great villain.
1: That looked neat. Yeah. And then they end up uh crashing through and then they figured out that they are not in fact overseas bootleg copies, but the are they're actually filmed right there in that facility and uh they uh after a little help from uh from Ugly Sonic who kept insisting he had a tv show where he works with the fbi and nobody believed him because they just keep staring at his human teeth chompers (laughs) he actually shows up in an fbi helicopter and helps save the day and uh and then they find monterey jack and then everybody's happy and it turns out they do reboot the rescue rangers at the end and yay for everyone
0: (laughs) well it sounds like it didn't go over as well in your house. In my house it was me and my wife. Uh I don't think my wife watched Rescue Rangers uh uh when she was growing up, but my kids are 7 and 10. They liked it a lot, but I'll tell you the the four of us watching on the couch, I had the biggest smile the entire time. So I may be going too easy on it. Maybe, you know, there's more people like you, but I just had a great big smile. I loved, you know, so many things about it. My only thing that I didn't like was, as you mentioned, we didn't get Zipper and Gadget as part of the gang and Monterey as part of the gang. They were, you know, pretty absent. And it was just a Chip and Dale movie versus a a Rescue Rangers movie. Um, I I did like that they mentioned a few times uh, about them being better than the the Chipmunks, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. Right,
1: that that was those those were funny lines. Um, see, and it's funny to me because you'd think in an animated movie there shouldn't be any reason to not get the gang back together. Yeah. Um, especially in today's age of technology, because that wasn't actually Monterey Jack's voice. Correct. So, but it to I would not have known that though. As soon as he was on screen, I did not notice. It wasn't until the movie was over and I was like, oh, that was Eric Vanna, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Did, did Monterey Jack? I didn't notice. It sounded like. No, so it's like, I and I can't quite believe that Gadget's voice was so uncopyable that they couldn't have done something. I mean, they can make Mark Hamill look like he's 30 years old again. <laughs> I think they could have got some sort of synthesizer program if the original voice actress didn't want to do it again
0: you know she obviously showed up for a minute yeah i mean are, are you saying that you wish that they had used a different voice or, or you're saying if they continue on well
1: i just mean it's with another movie because well because you get it in some of these reboots that we're doing where yeah. you don't you don't see a certain cast member. Until maybe the very end or only for a minute, like the Ghostbusters reboot, like Ackroyd had like that one extra scene, but you didn't see anybody else till the end. Uh So you understand because of age, because of, you know, whatever, you know, but you'd think in an animated movie, there shouldn't be any reason not to have the entire cast because you can draw them. You
0: know, nobody I, I get what you're saying. That's that's not an excuse to not be in yeah, I don't think the voice acting is the reason they weren't in it. I think they just were focusing on on Chip and Dale. It's it's right. they, certainly, they certainly weren't being held back by any voice actors. Right. Mont- Monterey, that's a pretty easy voice to do, I would guess. Um like you said, I didn't notice it at all. I don't know that I would. I'm not <laughs> it's not burned into my brain. Uh, you know, like some other more more famous characters are. Um, Speaking of Monterey, though, and that too yeah. right, oi, Zipper,
1: oi, Chip Dale, mates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil, when he when we first met Phil, he was obsessed with an Australian accent. And when he worked at Epcot and guests would come in, he would pick a day where all he was going to speak was Australian. So he would greet people into the uh, interventions theaters and stuff at Epcot in a good day. Welcome to interventions, mate. (laughs) Right, Phil? Give me a two right if I'm right. Two right? We're going to throw some snags on the barbie on Saturday Arvo. Come around. Yeah, see, there it is. Yeah.
0: He, he may not want to mention Epcot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can bleep that part out. Nah, yeah. it was forever ago. Yeah. He he was in the college program. It was okay. It was, college program, <laughs> the rules were a lot looser. But... Uh, <laughs> anyway. but uh, But, yeah. I mean... At the end of the day, like I said, this movie just made me just think about movies and and reboots and and all of it way more than I know they were really wanting people to or maybe maybe I'm one of the few that they actually reached in the way they intended all yeah. <laughs> like, oh, the rest of these people just watch this movie be entertained with the Easter eggs but we're looking for the guy who's sitting out there on his couch studying this going
0: where are we at in society <laughs> you're the target demo (laughs) certainly am
1: (laughs) so i think we're at the point of the show where i'm gonna say scott did the new chippendale rescue rangers ruin your childhood
0: and i will say absolutely not it increased my childhood well it didn't increase it uh it actually brought me back to my childhood i like i said i had a big smile on my face it made me you know, go back and oh, there's that character, oh, Baloo, and he's in 3D. This is <laughs> this is great. What what other characters am I am I you know forgetting or, or missing? Uh, it did not ruin my childhood. I loved it. Uh, I I thought it was great. Um, you know, it, I mean, it wasn't Shakespeare in the Park with uh, with Baloo, but it was you know a fun time. Uh, you can watch with the whole family. You know, lots of throwbacks and. You know, I know you didn't have the same feeling, but I'm happy living in a in my uh, in my bliss. Uh, I'm gonna now go clean off with some Shrek body wash, uh, put on my gum shoes, and I will go back and follow the smell of the stinky cheese. <laughs> uh well, honestly, Scott,
1: for as much as it kind of did sound like I had problems with it, it, I I would watch this movie again. I. And I mean, I already did sort of, but it it just, it really did make me think, and again, way more than I'm sure the filmmakers intended, right. but just about the meta-ness, because it really is a commentary on the way Hollywood is just cranking out the sequels, requels, reboots and stuff now, and and to throw in all the Easter eggs and everything is, I mean, almost sort of a nod to that concept as well, because you could almost call some of that fan service. Mm -hmm. So as I was watching the movie, I found myself less entertained by the antics and more like I was watching some kind of study on, again, where we're at in today's cinematic society. So did it ruin my childhood? No, it really didn't, but it's now making me look at my childhood and what they're doing with these properties in a totally different way. Uh, I kind of think I might be self-actualizing here. Right. Um, Phil, I'm, I'm sorry you missed this one. I hope you enjoyed the edit on this one, Phil. Give me a little something if you did.
0: The biggest risk is not taking any risk at all.
1: All right. I'll, I guess I'll hear whatever that was in the uh, in the edit. So, uh, so no, this did not ruin my childhood, but it really honestly made me look at all of these things in a, in a very, very new light. So Scott, where can the audience find you if they wanted to find you?
0: If you want to find me, uh, I'll be on the couch watching uh tailspin. Uh, if you want to listen to me, you can look on podcasts, uh, anywhere there's podcasts uh i think on apple android whatever the podcast apps are out there i have a podcast with my friend george called the cool dad's club podcast and we're just a couple of dads raising some kids and we just talk about being dads uh it's uh there's a catalog of episodes we should have new episodes coming up soon and uh check us out cool deal and
1: you can find me at Eric underscore Walensky on the old Insta uh, I'll be honest I have not updated my Insta in quite a while um, you know you want to hit me up on Facebook you know you know, shoot me a message and just say hey I heard the podcast you sound like a cool guy and uh, you know I'll, I'll kind of smile at that uh, or Immediate you can say <laughs> 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 or you can say geez dude just enjoy a movie uh' your choice um anyway that's all we got uh, for today thank you Scott for hanging out um I think we're gonna be hearing from you in the near future um hopefully oh is
0: there a back to future Ruby, Ruby coming out I'm on I'm in. all right
1: yep Marty Mcfly they're gonna make him a chipmunk so <laughs> and Eric
0: will hate it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I hope you folks enjoyed uh, listening to this podcast about the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And hopefully this podcast, there it is again. You hear it everywhere. (laughs) And we hope that this look back did not ruin your childhood.
0: DuckTales. Could
1: it be I've misunderstood? This podcast ruined my childhood. Now I got to sing it. These two gumshoes gum
0: shoes.
1: are Wanna picking pick up, up the slack. slack. There's no case too big, no, case, no case too, too small. small.
0: When you need help, just call. Ghostbusters! T- oh. No? You were waiting no. on that one. <laughs>